This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You know, it's been said that success comes to the... Belief started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. An action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision... Never give up on yourself. That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today, man, I got to tell you, I've had a blast. I've been for the last two hours going through a Major League Baseball player workout, and thank God I did not get in the uh, the batter's box with these guys. So I've got uh, Major League Baseball player Brett Graves with me. Brett, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Happy to uh, to have you guys out here. It's uh, it's a pretty cool place that we get to train at, so uh Getting the word out about it's pretty fun. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about P3. Where are we sitting right now? What are we doing? What's this place about? Yeah, brand new facility. We're in uh, we're in Winsfield, Missouri. Um, I uh, am pretty fortunate; it's right in my backyard. But uh, it's uh, it's a powerhouse for for training pitchers. Uh, uh, the the owners here are too humble probably to say it, but uh, I really think it's one of the top you know probably three three to five places in the whole country. There's guys moving in from out of state to train here, so uh, it's a pretty neat environment. Yeah. Well, I think today what we have the uh, the Mariners, the Nationals, the the Cubs, the uh, a guy that just won the World Series a few weeks ago was in here with the Boston Red Sox. I mean, so all sorts of people. So give a get you know give a follow to these guys. These P three guys are, are crushing it and doing what they're doing here in St. Louis, which is great. So, but Brett, just like every other guest, why don't you just kind of walk us through what's made you the man you are today? Yeah, well, uh, I think my story starts uh, back in high school. I feel like I had a really, uh, really strong community with Francis Howell uh, um, here in St. Charles, um, and really, really, that's where I got on my on my path. Learned learned a uh, uh, strong work ethic from from uh, a ton of different people. I would I would call mentors. You know, uh, guys that were my same age, older than me, uh, coaches. You know, and, and a really supportive community. Um, from there, went to Mizzou, and and uh, I would say a really really similar situation there. Uh, uh, Mizzou's uh, Run some pretty pretty incredible pitchers, especially through there. So so I got to see firsthand what what uh, you know a really good work ethic looked like along the way, and uh, and then uh, obviously being able to get connected here in St. Louis now with uh, with a good group of uh, of other you know like minded professional pitchers that uh, that were all kind of striving for the same goal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big deal. I mean, right? Who you surround yourself with? I mean, the the book I always talked about the books you read, the people you surround yourself with. That's certainly going to help. And and just watching you guys out here. Even at the end of the two-hour workout, talking about a four-seam versus a two-seam, and you you show me where like your hip, if it's you know basically a half of an inch different, what it's going to do for you. I mean that stuff's crucial, right? Yeah, yeah, it really helps. Uh, just that environment. I think, like you just said, I think the environment really, really, you know, makes you who you are. I, I, the old saying, like uh, you're a product of the of the five closest people to you. You know, I, I really believe strongly in that, and I think I've felt it from both ends of it. You know, I've felt it. Uh, you know, where where I've kind of you know, felt myself slipping, you know, and it's like kind of looking at, at who's around or, or just looking at, uh, um, you know, just uh, the counsel that you seek or the, or the people that you surround yourself with uh, can really make a huge difference in your life. And I, I would attribute basically everything I've been able to do to, to that. I've had some pretty outstanding people in my life. So uh, I got to ask this question. So I got to give them all a shout out because I got four boys. So Max, Drew, 
Hudson and Asher. We're sitting here with a Major League Baseball player. But Max, my oldest, is 13. is He's the director of research for the Circuit of Success, right? So, so Max, you can see his page full of notes here. Uh, I don't know if there's child labor laws, but he gets a, he gets a dollar a page of notes, right? And so... But he came up with a question, and I thought it was awesome, is so hometown kid here in St. Louis, you get drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. and you make a decision to go to college instead of go play for, I would assume, your yeah. favorite team in the world. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, first off, my, my entire room growing up was all Cardinal stuff. Uh, very big Cardinal fan growing up, and uh, and it, it was an awesome – it was a very, very uh, – awesome honor you know to just to get drafted by them and be considered uh, by my favorite team growing up you know but uh, I think all along uh, re- really I'd still point back to kind of the community I had around me you know it was a tough decision and I think I had uh, uh, some very good insight from some people that I that I really trusted um, to to help me make that decision but uh, but ultimately you know I think uh, um, you know, I made the best decision for me at that time, and, and uh, you know, I'm pretty thankful I did. I think uh, just from a maturity standpoint, uh, the things that I've seen now, now you know, hindsight, yeah. uh, that uh, it's a tough, it's a tough step. You know, being being 18 years old and being out on your own, and, and college is a is a good uh, good middle ground. Uh, I learned a ton about myself in college. I struggled in college. Uh, you know, I had some success obviously in college as well, but uh, but uh, I think uh, is really where God intended me to be, and I think where where. Uh, you know, was was the correct spot for yeah. you to be. I still think, though, man. It's you know, you're, like you said, these guys are humble around here. I think you're being humble. The the fact that most most 18 year old kids, regardless of what the community says, is not going to make that decision to leave their hometown room decorated team and do that. So you, then that was in 2011. Didn't sign. Then you get drafted in the third round uh, in 2014 Major League Baseball draft by by the Oakland Athletics. So congratulations to you, man. That's such a big deal. But Walk us through now the the mindset because okay great I made it meaning I got drafted but that that doesn't mean squat right yeah. there's a lot of guys that get drafted but never make it to the level you've made it at so far so what's the mindset like not only in the off season but during the season I think something that I learned early on I I attribute it to my to my high school football days uh, is that champions are made in the off season and uh, really that's just kind of been a mantra or a, a motto that I've always kind of lived by and I think. Uh, I think that 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 still you know holds true with me today. You know, I, I really look forward to that off-season training time yeah. to to get better, and it's really it's a unique thing because uh, um, there's just certain things you can and can't do. You know, like within competition as far as like training goes. You know, and uh, and I've taken that really seriously throughout the years, uh, um, and and really kind of grown through it. You know, I've I've learned a ton of things through it, learned a lot about myself through it, but. Uh, um, and I really cherish that time where it's just just me, you know, in a in a quiet room working on, you know, what I what I want to work on, you know. And I think uh, uh, it's been a huge um, staple in kind of what I've been able to yeah. to do. So let's talk for a little bit about uh, think about the boardroom, right? For the business side, I apply a lot of sports to a lot of business. I think there are a lot of similarities there. But again, watching all you guys out there today, I think the, the amount of video and I call it being a student of the game. Right, we, I got to be a student of the game in the business world, in the investment world. You got to be a student of the game in the baseball world. How important is that for our listeners to truly do that stuff and just the little things, like again, the videos out there you guys are sharing, you're watching film, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I always talk about it being kind of like a one percent uh, theory. I, uh, I always joke and say, you know, if like the the milk jug had one percent left in it, you know, like you wouldn't even consider drinking it. You'd, you'd right. throw it out right then, you know. Uh, but that one percent ultimately is what gonna what's gonna push you past 
your competition, uh, whether whether you're searching for more playing time or or your opponent or or uh, you know you know whatever it is in the business world. But uh, that one percent ultimately is what uh, is what gonna you know make or break your yeah. your career. You know, and, and uh, um, whenever you can kind of be around a bunch of people that that uh, you know are like minded and get in here and and uh, can help kind of kind of push you and you can kind of see you know what other people are doing take things from them uh, hopefully you know you can teach them th- some things as well but uh, you know we're we're always kind of trying to pick at things and and uh, you know um, baseball is such a weird uh, weird thing you know feelings kind of come and go uh, um, different pitches you know like you see guys velocities way up one year or way down you know vice versa uh kind of sometimes you can kind of just catch like lightning in a bottle you know uh so always looking for that one little one little tweak one little thing uh you know fine tuning i feel like i feel like ultimately it comes down to uh you're either getting better or you're getting worse you know like if, if you're constantly looking to get better or you're getting worse you know and and there's there's really no there's no you know time where you're stagnant you know you're you're it's one way or the other and i think uh um that's something that i've always kind of kind of i don't know taken pride in is that i was looking for one little thing to to get better and and i you, know, you heard me today after after i got done with that throwing session you know i went up and gave for us and i was like hey that, that was a good day like right. we got better today and i and you know i was struggling for some of that time you know you kind of standing there scratching my head going like man i can't i can't feel this right now and then ultimately just just keep grinding away out and getting better and better and better and then finally i get to some throws where i'm like that's it you know that right. that, that feels really good and uh, uh you know so just kind of digging away at those yeah. little things yeah, I think it's funny because an amateur like me, right? I'm like, I'm just out there in awe, like, man, these guys are throwing gas, right? <laughs> I'm like, and you're like, oh, that was it. And then they go to the film, they look at it, and, and but again, I still believe, again, in the business world and in, in the in the baseball world, whatever it is, it is those little things, right? If I can take one step forward today, and I think so many of us want to take, and you, I think you even said this out there, and we were talking is. You want to take ten steps forward, right? And you have to learn to slow down and trust the process, right? Yeah, yeah. I think something early on uh, this offseason, I was kind of getting frustrated with uh, just being uh, a little, probably a little too much of a perfectionist and, and overthinking, uh, you know, and just and instead of just trying to do one little thing, you know, and, and you know, quote unquote, trust in the process to, to just lead me to my end result, um, having a tendency to kind of to, to overthink, you know. Just, just want to be too quick. Wanted to take right. ten steps, you know, instead of just kind of allowing myself some some grace time, you know, that uh, that uh, it doesn't have to be perfect right now. You know, I want it to be right and, and you know perfect when I when right. I go to take the mound. But uh, essentially, it's it's November and uh, and I got to give myself some some time to to do it, you know. But but really within that, you know, I am looking to do you know one little bitty thing better. And and the the truth of the matter is though that that it's not always linear, you know. And I think that's something I've really had to. Had to learn how to to get you know how to swallow because uh, because it's not always going to be going to be better and better and better and better you know right. like so some some days are going to be better than others others and uh, this process of growth just isn't a linear one and I think uh, when you are a perfectionist like that it, it, that can be tough to to deal with sometimes you know like like struggling and wanting and you know putting in the same amount of effort to get better today as i did you know on, on my best day but it's not always going to have the same result you know and and that just speaks to how how tough it is uh how tough it is to be elite at anything that it's, it's just not a linear process so what would you say your habits and rituals are i mean obviously we wa- watched the two-hour training out there today but what are the habits and rituals that brett graves knows he cannot miss day in day out yeah um well i think they've grown i think uh um I think effort and attitude is probably probably the staple of of what I would say you know uh, the things that you have control of effort attitude energy you know um, and and those are 
those are well versed and, and common. I think m- most people kind of tell you that, but uh, but to be specific, I think what I'm digging through right now um, is like uh, nutrition. You know, like how, how important that is to to my body and and uh, essentially, you know, like um, I feel like um, j- just when when excellence becomes a habit, it just it just becomes like who you are. You know, so I, so so I've I've really tried to add something new or better or growing you know within all of these off seasons that i've had you know if if you want to go all the way back to to high school you know i've had 10 off seasons or so now right. where i'm really looking at this trying to be elite trying to get better trying to do something better within this off season than i did the previous off season and and this year for me it, it was a huge push for like nutrition you know um early on early on it was just like you know just the sheer squat and bench, you know, like when I first started to work out and then, then it kind of, it turned into more of like learning how to throw the ball better, learning, you know, fine tuning kind of some, some mechanics or whatever. Uh, uh, last year for me, it was a big, uh, mobility was a huge thing, uh, where I was taking in all this information and, and, and new, uh, new drills or, or, uh, you know, exercises to, to improve my mobili- mobility. Um, so every year I've tried to take what I take, what I've done, and build on top of it, you know, and then right now where that at is for me is uh, is a nutrition standpoint. And, uh, and I've seen some awesome games with it this year. Thanks for listening to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland. Every single week we get to come to you and it's just our honor to get to bring you great guests, uh, great information to help you live the best life that you possibly want to live. Whatever it may be, if you want to live the dream or work the dream, whatever it may be, we're just thankful that you tune in every single week on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. So talk to us about uh, planning. So again, I always want to keep relating it to the boardroom or the, or the business room or whatever people are doing that listen to this. But so are you a planner? Do you say, okay, last game of the season, season's done. All right, now i got to focus on 2019 season. What's that process look like for you? Are you do you write it down? Do you, do you kind of spend time away and think about it? Yeah, I'm... I'm uh... I'm an extreme planner. Uh, I would say a month before my season gets over, I've already got written month by month what I want to do the entire off season, wow. every every workout. Uh, I'm I'm pretty. I told you out OCD, there, I'm pretty right? OCD <laughs> controlling right. on it. You know, like I I but I take a lot of time to to dig into that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I I ultimately believe like as an athlete, like I know my body best and um, know what I need, know what I struggle with. And, you know, um, you have to kind of you have to kind of you have to be willing to, to swallow your pride a little bit, you know, like and eat, eat your vegetables, if yeah. you will, you know. So uh, really, really being good at uh, self-assessing um, and, you know, listening to people that know more than me, you know, like uh, um, um, listening to people that, uh, you know, will give me some sort of suggestion and then me kind of going and figuring out how I can apply that a little bit better. And and really, you know, like uh, what I was just speaking about, uh, moving through each of the, you know, phases of the offseason of, of my, you know, my life, you know, as an athlete, um that's ultimately what you know. That's what's been on my heart, and that's what I've been feeling like I've got to to get better at. So, so that's me kind of coming back in the off season and and trying to like grow and move through that. So, so I, it was cool just right there hearing you say that. And maybe you, you know you say it. Maybe you just say it now because it's what you do for a living. But my life as an athlete. Do you ever just like wake up and and pinch yourself? And and, and before you answer that, you know, I, I talked to a lot of guys too that are retired, and it's like you know they never slowed down in the process. To really enjoy the moment and think about, holy, sm- I mean, I'm playing a child. You're doing what kids dream of doing, right? So, do you ever slow down and think about that? Yeah, I think, 
I think through each step of the process, through uh, you know signing with Division One school, um, and then getting drafted, and then making it to the big leagues, uh, I've had these moments where it's like, man, this is this is like what I've always dreamed of doing. But but to be very honest with you, I don't spend a whole lot of time like that because I've I've spent you know a lot more of my life picturing myself in that moment and and what I wanted to do with that moment and what I wanted to achieve to that moment and uh and uh it 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 really it's just it's it's more my job you know what I mean and I love to do it and uh, and I'm passionate about it but uh it it doesn't define who I am it doesn't really uh it doesn't really feel like uh you know that's 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 not all I want people to know me for you know what I mean so so um I think uh you know I'm passionate about it I love it um, but also like I have goals to do like other things as well, you know? So, uh, um, there, but I would definitely say like through the, through the different phases of my life, I would, I would say that, uh, I've been kind of had to, had to step back a little bit and just yeah. admire and, and just a quick story real quick, just running in, uh, to the bullpen, uh, my fir- or from the bullpen, my first, uh, my first game, my debut, um, Derek Dietrich was our left fielder and, uh, he, he, you know, hollered at me as I'm running in and have some fun, you know, and I, I look up at, the at the stadium, you know, and just running in from the bullpen. I've, I've been fortunate enough, like as a kid, I've, I've gotten to play in some like all-star games and Mizzou always played Illinois at Bush yeah. Stadium. And I got to, I got to pitch in that game. So like I've been in that environment, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't say environment. I've been in the stadium, right, you know, but right, this year right. was my first time in the environment. Um, so, so just to be able to kind of run in through that and, and soak it all in for the first time, um, it, it definitely is some pretty special moments, right. you know, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, for me, my sights have always been so far forward that that uh, uh, you know I see myself where I'm at, and and I have all these goals still to to want to accomplish you know much further past that you know, and I think uh, I think that's something that has always you know that's been what's driven me. Right. So, what was that call up like? So, where were you at? How did it happen? Who was the first call you made after your call? Well, it, it was kind of interesting uh, this year. Uh, uh, I was a Rule Five uh, draft this past year. And uh, and I got hurt in spring training, so uh, really um, we we kind of knew the timetable for for when my so so it's pretty unique, you know. Most guys, it's you know you're playing, you get done pitching, or or they need a pitcher for the next day, and they you know get get the call. You go in the manager's office, like hey, you're going to the big leagues, you know. Like and and for me, it wasn't it wasn't really like that. Uh, I was uh, I was quote unquote rehabbing, you know, in, in Jacksonville, uh, finishing up my my rehab process, and uh, and. I knew that you know my last day that I could be on the on the deal was was like June fifteenth you know or whatever you know June thirteenth or whatever it was um, so we're kind of looking out projecting like well we're going to be in Baltimore that day you know so so I worked all the way through my rehab progression and you know two days before I'm supposed to come off the deal then uh, you know I'm talking to the trainer he's like hey you're gonna uh, you know and we're in Jacksonville Florida then right. so it's not much of a much of a thing to get down to to Miami uh, so. Uh, so I just hopped on a plane and, and got down there, and my wife drove drove our truck down, and it was just kind of like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was kind of weird, you know. It was it was it was very new and special to me, but it wasn't like a normal, it wasn't a normal, you know, debut call up. Oh my gosh, right. you know, obviously as soon as uh, as soon as I got the word that that I was going down there and was going to be activated for the for the Baltimore series, you know, I'm calling family. Uh, um, I told my wife first, uh, and I I called my my parents, um, and that you know. I think that's been something that I've thought about a lot, you know, was a, was a, a fun 
you know, time. Yeah, yeah, one of those one of those moments I was just kind of speaking of before, where it's like, you know, I, I envisioned getting to call my my dad and tell him that uh, you know to come meet me in Your Baltimore. For, yeah, yeah, for for a long time, you know, and uh, and it was, I actually made my debut on uh, on Father's Day. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so uh, my dad's my dad's been through, you know, every every realm of the baseball world with me, and uh, and put a ton of time into into helping me and and uh, helping me get better and, and pushing me, you know, when I when I needed it. So. Uh, uh, to get to share that uh, on Father's Day was was pretty special. So let's talk about that. So like I said earlier, as a as a father of four, and you know a lot of my friends and all these people, we we talk a lot about kids' sports. I mean, what were your parents? What was their role? Were, were they like, hey, you're going to play baseball? I mean, what what was it like for you growing up with your parents? I think uh, I think from the time I could talk, I think I was telling them I was going to play baseball. Okay. <laughs> I was playing baseball in the backyard. Yeah. I, I had a little brother. Uh, my dad was a. Uh, a baseball player. My mom loves baseball. She still plays softball to this day. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so yeah, baseball was just kind of always everything in in our house. And uh, um, so, really, um, my dad was my coach all growing up. And uh, and uh, you know, my my whole family was all baseball all the time. And uh, really, there was just no other no other thought in my right. my brain. You know, like from the time I was a little kid, it was it was all baseball. I'm so, gonna be a major league baseball player. I mean, I, yeah, probably. Probably wrote that stuff down in fourth or fifth grade, and and, uh, and believed it. You know. So I've got a uh, I've got a surgeon at home, a baseball player, and a and a and an NBA basketball player at home. So maybe that's you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the four year old doesn't know what he's going to do yet. But um, so let's talk about like I, I was kind of a kind of shocked and well, kind of shocked, but also knew it was going to happen. But today when we're out there, you, you don't see a lot of weights being thrown around, and maybe it's just because the day I'm here. But mm-hmm. talk to our listeners about you know, physical fitness side and how important it is to take care of your body. Because, again, even as business leaders, the better we take care of our bodies, the better we're going to be at work, yeah. right, or the better we're going to be as parents, et cetera. So Definitely. talk to us about that. Well, I think a little bit of, of today of what you saw was uh, was specific to the day. Uh, I know for me personally, uh, I do more of like the, the weight training stuff Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And so with today being Wednesday um, – it was more of just like a throwing and mobility and corrective kind of kind of workout day for me. So, uh, um, but really, you, you, it kind of depends on the the time of year that you're in here. Um, uh, you know, all of us want to kind of be peaking at the time that we're going to to spring training, and 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 really, you know, like you want to be peaking when you get into the season. So you want to kind of be you know hitting this upswing as you're as you're getting the spring training and on in the season. Uh, and our 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 workout plans and programs are all structured, you know, yep. to, to match that, uh, percentages and weights and you know everything that you're doing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's the staple of my, of my whole program, you know, um, um, I, I take a lot of probably too much, uh, too much thought into what my weight, uh, you know, says on the scale and, and, you know, how much weight I'm able to put up on, on certain lifts and whatnot. But, uh, but definitely as baseball players, especially as you get older, there's a ton that goes into just taking care of your body and make sure you're healthy. Cause first and foremost, if you're, if you're not healthy on the field, uh, uh, then, then none of it matters, you know? Right. So, so the first bit of that, you know, what, what, uh, has got to get taken care of number one priority is, is health, you know? So, uh, as long as nothing's like impeding on that, then, then, yeah, there, you know, we we have deadlift days in here where right. where and there's a big record board over there. That, that I saw that. Likes, yeah. to, likes yeah. to stare at, you know. So, so uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty big yeah. big deal in here too. And I don't want to paint the picture because in case anybody can hear the loud banging going on in the background, of the mic. That's I'm watching right now. This guy's a pitcher. I can't remember which team he plays for, but he is uh, he's throwing some weights around. So so that's good. So um, talk to us when you hear the word success. How, how does Brett Graves define success? Ah, oh, that's uh, 
can be pretty deep. I think um, I think it's individual. I think it, success to to if you ask a hundred people, you get a hundred different answers. You know, uh, to to me, success is uh, is ultimately setting your mind to something and and not stopping to you to you achieve it. You know, and I think that. Uh, um, as you kind of move through life, you, you define success in, in different ways. You know, if you'd asked me that in my senior high school, it would have been, you know, like, I want to win state, you know, or right, like, you know, right. in, in college, whatever, uh, you know, different, different levels, you know, you would, you would say different things. Uh, um, something, something for me, like, uh, you know, like I, I've had, I've, I'm very goal oriented. So like, uh, every step of the way I've had these, you know, different goals and, and they're obvious ones, you know, like, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to play division one. Uh, once I figured out that the draft was a real thing, I was like, I want to get drafted, you know, and then, uh, um, uh, team goals and, and individual goals, um, you know, t- to me, to me, I, I'd love to, to contribute, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, be a be a leader on the team, but uh, but winning to me is first and foremost the most fun thing that yeah. uh, I've been in situations where and just just throughout the minor leagues in general, uh, um, where winning wasn't the number one priority and it kind of eats at me a little bit. You yeah. know, like I I I, uh, I really just love to win. You know, I, I think that uh, I think that a, a big focus for me, uh, you know, a mantra, something I've written down in my in my notebooks and whatever is just like be a winner. You know, and yeah. that that that. Uh, I think that like kind of sits with people a lot more than than any sort of number you're able to put up or any sort of uh, you know feat you're able to accomplish. It's just like you know, I, I respect people when I look at them and I'm like that dude's a winner. You know, right. like to me that's like a that's a you know, pretty pretty high regarded yeah. you know compliment. You know, so so that's that's something that's important to me and something that I that I strive to because that that brings to the table like a whole you know a whole other realm of things you know a winning attitude winning focus winning energy you know and and to win you know at higher levels it gets very very fine very small right. you know like there's there's that one percent like we were talking about earlier that that like ultimately makes you a winner and then it's very difficult to do you know uh, um when you're when you're just better than everybody else you know at lower at lower levels than yeah. uh and and you know winning's not as hard you know when you're when you're more talented or your, you know, whatever, whatever in, in your, your facet, you know, like of the game, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know, and as you kind of keep going and, and you get to these more elite levels, higher levels, you know, winning becomes a lot more difficult and you got to figure out how to win. You got to figure out, you know, what the, what sort of like attitudes and, and, um, you know, like routines or, or whatever, you know, make, make you a winner. And, uh, there's people that have really figured that out. You know, I'm pretty infatuated with like, uh, uh, coach Saban and, and Coach Belichick, you know, and the the programs that they've kind of developed that like just just breed winners, in in my opinion, you know. Yeah. So. so talk to me about the days that you don't want to come in here and work out. I mean, I'm I'm assuming there is a day where it's like, oh man, I'd rather just go do something else, right? Because yeah. it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of energy, a lot of effort. It's the same thing every day. Uh, how does Brett Graves get through that and battle through that? What advice do you have for people? I think I think that's one of the biggest things that people misunderstand is that there's just as many days where I, where I like don't want to come in here that I do, you know, as far as like an energy standpoint or like, I'd much rather, you know, especially growing up, I'd much rather like go do this with my buddies or I'd much rather go do this. But, but, uh, I think that, that right there is one of the biggest things that, uh, uh, my community growing up, uh, one coach in particular, uh, really helped me, you know, sacrificing things now for greater things in the future, you know, yeah. sacrificing what you want now for what you want most, you know, however you want to, however you want to say it. Uh, and really, really the, the, uh, the other piece of that was, was, uh, being good as the enemy of being great. Cause I think a lot of people, uh, you know, 
are good. They feel like they're good uh, in their profession, uh, whatever they're doing. Uh, and that, that ultimately can can be your demise. You know, it can be what, what holds you back from being right. great. And, uh, and I think just from a, from a young age, I, I really, I really like wanted to be the best, you know, like I wanted to be the best at, at what I was doing, where I was at then. And that's still something that, that drives me, you know? And, and I think that, uh, you know, if, if, if you wouldn't say that you're the hardest worker on your team, then I, I would say to me, that just like, doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, like how are you going to say that you want to win? You want to be successful. Every single person on your team should believe that they're the hardest worker on that team. Otherwise, you know, you have an accountability, accountability issue. This is Brett Gilliland with Circuit of Success. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. I want to talk about accountability and coaching. Um, you obviously don't just come in here and it's like, okay, I'm just going to go do whatever I want to do and throw these pitches and do that. I mean, there's some highly skilled guys out there. When I got here, I'm like, all right, I'm anxious to see what these guys know. And then you talk to them for a little bit. No wonder they're one of the top places in the country for training pitchers to be better better pitchers, right? Yeah. But yeah. how important is that accountability and that coaching to you? Yeah. Well, to me, to me, at the end of the day, it's like the it, it's the reason why I chose to come here. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm, you know, I have some other places that I could go train. I, I want to be here. I want to come here because of the environment, because of you know what these guys <laughs> bring to the table and what they know. Um, I think that. Uh, Ultimately, at, at the end of the day, you're you're a product of that, you know, and uh, you you have to kind of be willing to have a good filter, you know, because not everything is going to work for me. What what they say is not not gonna yeah. not gonna stick for me, you know. It's like you've got to and uh, you've got to have like a good a good filter with with some things and understand kind of yourself and your body and and know you know like what you what you need to do to yeah. to be successful. But uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, at, at any point or any stage, anything that you're doing in your life, uh, if if you don't have like a model of like what you're after, you know, like if you don't have this image of like I want to be like this, or and, you know, a, a lot of people are like, I you know I want to be like this person, or I want to be like that. Um, sometimes it can be kind of tough, you know, like you don't really know like what you're chasing if you don't like really have this idea of, of a clear cut idea of like what you want what you want to achieve yeah. you know yes yeah, so, you know when you know your why anyhow is possible right yeah, yeah so yeah. um i think knowing your why is important i mean do you are you do you do much on visualization and kind of maybe set a quiet room whatever it may be and, and think about you know yourself pitching on the mound and the victory celebration after the game i mean do you, do you do that stuff i think uh i think almost in sort of a growing up is more of just like a daydreaming sense, you know, like I, I would have done it like right. that. I'm a very visual person. I think video helps me a ton. That's why we're, you know, stopping and starting videos out there uh, yeah. the whole time that we're training. Um, and really, really with any sort of exercise that, that we do, you know, from throwing to lifting to running to, you know, correctives or whatever, you know, I'm such a visual person when I see it. Um, no, I I do a lot. it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can almost see it through a coach's eyes, you know? Um, and, uh, and it, because the feelings, aren't always what, what, uh, you know, what they seem, you know, what they feel like, you know, like it doesn't always look the same. Um, but yeah, just, just as far as that goes, I think that, uh, I think that the accountability within that and, and the visual sense of (coughs) being able to visualize yourself in tough situations, uh, help you overcome those, um, expecting adversity. I think, uh, um, 
the times where I have sat down in, in a dark room. We did that in the minor leagues a ton uh, when I was with the A's. Uh, our our uh, sports psych guy, uh, we would sit down and, and he would he would uh, tell everybody close your eyes. Uh, we would we would do some like deep uh, relaxing breaths, you know, and then uh, he would talk us through visualizing. Um, our best game, you know, uh, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, in the moment, in the moment, it didn't have to necessarily be, you know, like your most strikeouts in the game or whatever, but just, just you feeling the best, like what you would attribute to being like your best game. And, uh, you know, and really like getting extremely specific, specific about like how you felt, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the dirt, you know, on your cleats or like what the mound felt like, or like, you know, whatever, just very specific. Very, very specific. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that's like, that's like trained, you know, I think that you got to kind of train yourself and, uh, and learn how to do that through different techniques. Uh, but I'm an extremely visual person and, and, uh, I kind of, I kind of touched on it earlier, but, but, uh, just kind of visualizing yourself in those moments and getting better at that. So it almost feels like when you get there, like you've been there before, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's been extremely important for me yeah. in my career. It's, I mean, I got it in my journal here. I can show you later is I, I've got a, a whole, it's probably a page and a half of a visualization statement. I read to myself four or five times a week and just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's from the way my yard looks to the way it feels with the kids and my mm-hmm. wife. And, and I think the more we can do that in our listeners, the more you can get clear on what your life looks like, your happy moment, your happy spot, right? The more likelihood that's going to happen. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Pick so uh, talk to us about fears for a second. Have, have you ever, uh, I always ask this question, how many of the fears you put in your mind, I'm assuming there's been some over the right. years, how many of them have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? <laughs> Zero. Right. <laughs> yeah. And everybody does what you did. They all worked. laugh, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh, again, just keeping building on that, those people right now that, you know, maybe you're driving on the road and you've got this big fear and you're listening and, and just know that person after person after person at the highest levels, right, mm-hmm. from gold glove winners to World Series champs to people that were blind climbing Mount Everest to, you know, the Rwanda attacks. I mean, I've had some amazing people on here and everybody does what you did, right? They laugh and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, not because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So, yeah. um, when you hear the word attitude, what comes to mind? Um, championship attitude. I think uh, winning attitude. I think uh, attitude is a big time uh, controllable. You know, for us that, uh, and, and ultimately, it, it the way you view things, your attitude towards things is is what's going to determine your day most of the time. You know, yeah. if you if you got a poor me attitude, you're probably going to have a poor me, you know, poor kind of day. And uh, if you got a winning attitude, you're probably going to go be a winner. Right. You know? That's right. So, talk to us about some of your coolest moments. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a person, a certain player you got to face, or a moment that you you know struck somebody out. Whatever it may be, what's some of the cooler baseball moments you've had in the majors? Um, well, I think uh, looking back on this past season, without a doubt, my my coolest moment, uh, my first save, uh, was a Saturday night in Washington D.C. and. Uh, it wasn't uh i wasn't the closer so i wasn't the first uh <laughs> like, wasn't the first option yeah to come out for a save but it was uh it was an extra inning game i think we were in the we were in the 10th and uh and it was tied when i started warming up and that's that's why i was going to go in we ended up scoring uh went up by one it was three to two or something you know and uh you know i, I stayed coming in the game i think uh you know our back end guys had had thrown quite a bit that week or whatever you know so so it was up to me so i go running out there you know in front of a Front of a big crowd in DC on a Saturday night, and uh, and had to face you know two, three, four, or three, four, five, you know, heart of the Nationals lineup, 
And uh, it was a good lineup. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good lineup. Uh, had some really, really good, uh, really veteran hitters on that team too. And uh, you know, I was fortunate to go one through three. Got a couple ground balls and uh, and got out of there and got my first save. Did so Bryce Harper was, bat? Uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, he grounded out. I think on a on a three one fastball. Uh, I think I think that's what happened. But I know I went <laughs> well, at least on here. Yeah. That's what happened. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Bryce went, Harper out. Yeah, it was yeah. a one-two-three inning. You know, he's so, getting ready so to sign a, a big boy contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what are the goals this year? So when uh, when Brett slows down and thinks about okay, I've got what two two and a half months, three months until you got a report to spring yep. training. What's the goal? I've got some pretty. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a. A ton of different goals, to be honest. Uh, from from uh, you know working with my delivery, from uh, things I want to accomplish, whatever. Uh, uh, my goal's always been to to be a starter in the big leagues. Uh, I gained a, a huge amount of respect for for a starter that can go out there every five days and, yeah. and keep your team in the ball game uh, throughout the entire season. It's a it's a tough task, and there's a ton of info out there on pitchers, you know, right. ju- just like there is on hitters, you know. So, so you got to be willing to to adapt and adjust and know what you do well, and you know, work to the hitters' weaknesses and whatnot. But uh, but my goal, uh, my goal throughout the entire time I've been a, a professional pitcher is to be to be a starter in the big leagues. And uh, uh, when I left for the for the end of the season, our exit meeting, they they told me that I was going to get a chance to to pursue that, you know, this year and, and come into camp to 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 do that you know so so uh you know i i want to start this year i think that uh i think that i can do it you know i think yeah. i got the the stuff to be able to do it and uh you know i'm in here trying to build that base for my my throwing program and my yeah. strength to be able to endure that for the season so i would say that'd probably be my my biggest like my it. biggest goal for this year well watching you work out there man and seeing that fastball standing uh standing behind you guys and that thing i'm filming with my iphone there and i'm like <laughs> And I, I want no part of this. <laughs> that was awesome. So, um, when you hear the last last couple of questions, you hear the word uh, work. What's that? What's that mean to you? Um, well, I think uh, I think enjoying your work at the end of the day is what's gonna what's gonna get you uh, get you through it and help you. I mean, not not just to get to get through it, but to, but to help you be passionate about it. I think yeah. uh, when you're passionate about your work, you're ultimately gonna be gonna be better at. It. You're gonna put more. You know, focus and energy and, and everything into it. Uh, um, work at the end of the day is, is kind of all how you view it. You know, um, um, if it's a means to an end for you, then then that's fine. You know, uh, if it's if it's something that you're passionate about and and you know you're a dreamer. You know, you're doing something that that uh, you've always kind of kind of dreamed to do. And then you know, for for baseball for me, you know, uh, uh, I enjoy the crap out of the work that I get to come in here yep. and do every single day. And and I'm extremely fortunate and blessed to be able to do it. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I, I think being, being passionate about your work and, and, um, bringing the right attitude to, to work is a big deal. So who would you say your mentor is today? I've got a bunch. I've got, I've got a bunch for a bunch of different, uh, um, I don't know, areas of my life, uh, mentors through faith, you know, through, through, uh, you know, marriage, through baseball. Um, Kyle McCollin has been a, been a huge mentor for me, uh, since high school, um, Darren Sissel's been a been a, a huge mentor for me. He's uh, uh, he was my my assistant varsity baseball coach. Yeah. I spoke of earlier that uh, it's helped me grow in you know way more ways than just baseball. You know, uh, uh, my dad's been a big mentor for me. Um, and then uh, I've had I've had some different. I'd even have friends you know that I would say that that they probably don't know that I look up to them as, right. as much as I do. Right. You know, but I'm extremely thankful for them yeah. too. Well, Brett, it's been absolutely awesome having you on the Circuit of Success. Where can our listeners find you, social media guy? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, 
I'm not real big on the Twitter, but uh, yeah. I do some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. So big hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a big hunter. hunter. That's what you and Kyle uh, probably have a lot in common right yeah. there. Yeah, October and November is yeah. uh, is a great time for me to be outdoors and away from baseball a yeah. little bit. So if I know where to, where I need to find Kyle, I just need to go to go in, to his go to his land. Right? The deer stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good luck deer stand. Him, exactly. Far away. Exactly. I don't want to walk out there either. Uh, well, Brett, it's been awesome having you, man. Thanks for being here, yeah, and uh, good luck this season. Uh, nothing but the best from us. All right. Yep. yep. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gill, and in each and every single week, we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a a business leader, a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. We get to dive into the roads that these people travel, the uh, the successes, the struggles, the feet that they put in their own minds, and do what they've done to become successful. And so we look forward to bringing that to you every single week. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 